He don't sound too good right now. Is God good? Hallelujah. Would you follow that by giving God a high praise with me? Oh, a high praise. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. us online and you're here in the sanctuary it is really important that you that a shift happens in this moment that you shift from being uh, the person who's asking for God's help to the person who's standing in proxy for someone else Thank you, Jesus. You're standing in proxy for someone else. That you're abandoning, you, you're, you're abandoning the, the, the natural need for, for self-reflect, self-direction. I, I want, Lord, I, I need, uh, give me. And, and you are shifting yourself into a stronger position of blessing by now thinking about the person or persons in your life that need a special touch from God and calling their name softly in your own ear. Hallelujah. I'm trying to get you blessed. I'm, try I'm trying to get you a blessing. I'm trying to get you some relief and release some recovery right now that if you could just unfocus, refocus from you to, to someone else, some, someone else that is really in need, there's a blessing. It is more blessed to what? To give. And it's not giving yourself. <laughs> Many of us think it's, it's more blessed to give me. That's not what it is. It's more blessed to give into someone else's life that does not directly affect you, that does not bring you gain. Hallelujah. Father, we... we we, we receive that blessing right now as we refocus our minds on those that are in need of help. Father, I bring the, the Simmons family right now, the, the Williams family, the Thompson family, the, the Ross family that we are all going through. I, I bring uh, the needs of those, uh, Jasmine, a name that was mentioned before, uh, uh, Kenny, some other name that was on the power up line, just a barrage of other names. Father, we bring them before you and we lay them before you in the altar. I'm asking God that you will bring release and recovery into their lives in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your goodness and your grace in our lives. 
we thank you for your patience. Oh, oh, I, I just hit something there. Lord, thank you for, for the patience you've had in my life. Go ahead and tell them, somebody. Thank you for being patient with me. Oh, 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 oh. I just hit something there. Some, Lord, thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for the patience that you've had with me. Oh, God. Oh, God. Thank you for your mercy and grace that you have continued to order our steps by saying to goodness and mercy, stand on both sides of them. Go ahead and take care of them in the name of Jesus. Father, as your word goes forth this morning, we ask God that you will touch the hearts of the listeners, that there is a word for the house, a prophetic proclamation. And as I stand as your servant, I stand in a decreased measure and mode that I am bowing before you, Lord. I am bowing before you. Let not your people see me, but hear you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, if you have your pen and your paper, I said uh, several weeks ago at the beginning of the month that while everyone else around you seems to be celebrating the Christmas season. I'm trying to be very clear about that uh, because most of us, many of us, are, are not celebrating Christ. We, we are celebrating the Christmas season. How do I know that? Because our attitudes and our joy and our happiness seems to be waning in October and September, and then as soon as we hit Thanksgiving and our, our, we begin to feel the, 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 the thirst of receiving gifts and the, the smell of the Thanksgiving turkey and all the things that are coming into the Christmas season, we get that, that physical, emotional feeling of euphoria and call it being excited about Christ. The truth is, if that were true, uh, it would last all year. Whoo, whoo, that's for me too. That if it were really true, that we would experience euphoria about the goodness of God all year, all year. So, check yourselves. Uh, Grant, would you? Uh, not pull it out, but find uh, John 5. We're going to read again verses 1 through 15 of John 5. Just hold it. And then uh, I want to mention a couple of things. If you've been listening to our Power Up every Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you're part of our devotion time from 6 to 6.30. Uh, you you've got to be a changed person by now because it's been straight fire. Does anybody know about that? I mean, the smoke has been coming. Lord Jesus, Whew. where's Taz? <laughs> Whew. 
it has been straight, I mean, fire release on Power Up on Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday mornings. I said something, uh, I believe it was Wednesday night on Bible study that came back this morning in a text that tremendously encouraged me. And we talked about uh, giving to God. It was just a passing example that, that because we are now living on the grace, many of us don't understand the, the, the negativity, the damage that occurs, not just for ourselves, but for people around us, when we in one way or another steal from God. Let me say that again. Because we are now living under grace and not under the law, we, we have lost the impact. We have lost the picture of damage that happens when we steal in one way or another from God. Uh, in the Old Testament, there was a guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, because of his stealing, God sent the people out to battle. Joshua took them out. They won the first one. He went back out to put the killer shot on a smaller city because they just won a big one over a bigger city. And when they went out, God said, when you go there, I don't want you taking anything. So the Achan is the guy's name. God said, when you go in and you win the battle, everything is cursed. And only if it is consecrated unto me for my service only that the curse for those particular items is released. But anyone that steals will bring damage to the whole house. And they won the battle. But as they were leaving, one guy called Achan decided that it's just a small thing. It's just a little bit of my time that should be given to God. Nobody really knows. I should have been praying for about 15 minutes. Instead, I've been doing some other crazy thing that I really shouldn't have. I mean, I'm telling you about God saying to you, spend some time in meditation or in, in reading the word or in blessing someone or encouraging someone with a text and you've just passed over it. That is, that is something you have stolen from God because, because it was directly given to you by him as something to do and you decided to do something else. As if it were your time. Oh my Lord. In others it has been in money. In both our offering and our tithing. In the entire month of January we can go into to giving. And I said that on Power Up. Because I felt like in a spiritual sense. That. I needed to, and I spent about three days in fasting and praying, releasing this house from whatever curse occurred from, from stealers. I wouldn't normally share this, but I, I, I feel impressed to share it, and this isn't to tell you to do anything. That Achan, because he stole what God said, don't steal, don't mess with what I tell you don't mess with. 
he brought it back to his house, hid it, and thought that he'd gotten away with it. And when God's people went out to fight the second time, go against a smaller army because of what he did in the last time out, the last uh, battle that they were sent into, uh, there was a great loss. And Joshua said, well, well, what happened, God? We, we, we won the battle in the bigger city. Now we've come to this smaller city. And how could we take such great losses here when the army we're facing is so much smaller? And God said, well, well you got a thief in the house. Remember now I said we're living on the grace. That if we were living under the law, many churches would probably not exist because so many of us have stolen from God. And when we steal from God, whether it's in time or money, under the law of the Old Testament, the curse didn't just come to you. The curse spread to your family, both genetically and spiritually. Isn't it a horrible thing for someone to be going through pain that you caused and they don't know you caused it? God Almighty, Jesus. They're taking damage that you inflicted and they're crying out to God, what did I do? Why is this happening? And you sitting over there like Achan, no good and well, you brought a curse on folk because you have been a stealer. Not a Pittsburgh stealer, no, no. A thieving stealer, that, that's what you are. Not a Pittsburgh stealer, a thieving stealer. You stole from God. And I'm just, when I say you, I'm talking about me. I'm including me. I'm including you. I'm including everyone listening. This is not for a particular person or church. I'm just talking about what the word says. And so normally what you would do if Joshua was here in the Old Testament, he would go before the entire congregation of the people, which he did. And he said, somebody has brought a curse on the house. And because of your thieving, you're stealing, we lost the battle. Uh, so just go ahead and repent, present yourself. You're going to lose your life, but at least you're going to make it into heaven. Because somebody's got to pay for your stealing, thieving behavior. Well, since we're living on the grace, I, I can't be doing that. I can't be calling somebody out even if the Spirit shows you to me. So I said, Lord, you know what? We can't do that now. You know what God said to me? Here's what you do, son. Release the camp that you're over from the curse. Release the tribe that you as the man of God and the shepherd over this house, you have, you have the authority to release everyone else except the thief from the curse. So if you know, listening to me, God has impressed you before, or you have been a believer for a long time, and you know you have not been committed in your 
giving to God of time, talent, and resource. If you're connected to this house, don't expect a phone call from me. Don't expect anyone to say anything to you except that I'm making it quite public that I am containing the damage to your house in the spirit. That the rest of the camp is released. Those that are doing right will keep enjoying what God is about to release. Those that are not, we will see the damage without anybody saying anything. Whew, okay. I'm done with all the serious stuff. Hallelujah. I'm so excited to see all of the visitors here. My God, all of the family members. I'm not going to call names out. I just give somebody a big hug that I missed. I miss my family, my tribe. Those of you who belong to the assembly when you're not here. And many of you uh, by the hundreds are listening online every week. We have thousands that go through our uh, our services every month, and I get a report on that. And I just want to thank God for all of you that are tuning in, both here physically and those that are online. I bless you. I bless you. <clears throat> uh, Sister Odessa, you, you, you got a minute? Would you come for a second? Do we have a mic? I need a mic. God kind of shifts me sometimes. You give her the mic. And Hallelujah. Come, come right up here. You, you, think you think you can get up there? Okay. I know you're not. God's giving you. Now, now, the reason I'm calling you out is because when we were talking about stealing, right? Uh, you see, that I, I didn't plan this, guys. God keeps bringing me back to this stuff. Come, come here a little. I said this on Power Up, and I'm sure it went over many heads. But then God continued to speak to you. And so you sent me a text, and it, the new, the new, the addition kicked in. And I just, I said to you, do you mind sharing what God told you? And you said, let God's will be done. So we talked about stealing and how people, when you steal, in the spirit, you're bringing damage not just to yourself, but the people around you, right? But then God started to tell you something else, and that's what I want you to go ahead and tell them about. give it, you know, I wanted to keep it to myself because I, I don't like to be in front of people. Y'all can tell right now how my voice is shaking. But God is good. God showed me um, this yet other day I got a text and it was about a finance text, a blessing. And so I saw the blessing. And I'm a giver. I love to give. I give all the time. I enjoy giving. I enjoy paying my tithes even before I came to assembly. I always paid my tithes. I always give, and I love it. I enjoy it. I like to see people happy. So when Pastor was talking about stealing and, you know, bringing the curse on other people, and I'm going to read what I wrote to Pastor. I said, good morning, Pastor. I said, I have to tell you this praise report. You was telling us not to steal from God, 
Well, God always gave me, always gave me the gift of giving, and I love it. Well, you said about people stealing from God could cause others around them to suffer. Well, being a giver can bless others around you too. That's where it came from. Bing. The other day, God released a large, a large amount to me. A large amount, church, something I would never have expected. I'm not talking about $100, a 1000 a large amount. And then it wasn't just for me. I have a preschool. He blessed me to bless the staff and my business, to be a blessing to them. It wasn't, it ain't, this blessing wasn't about me. It was about others. But it was because I'm obedient that I can bless somebody else around me. And the same way that I can bless the people, we can curse people by not being obedient. You can't receive food from God and not give, you know, and you don't obey the rules, you don't get the blessings, and people be wondering, but you can't steal from God. I never stole from him, and I'm just telling you, church, it's real. Malachi is real. Bring your tithes to the storehouse and your offering, and it's real. I'm telling you it's real. I'm not trying to butt up pastor or nobody. I'm an old woman now, and I ain't got to impress pastor. I'm just letting y'all know it's real. Do what God say do, and he will bless you. Woo! Come on now. Come on. Did you get that? Just like you can release a curse, you can release a blessing. That's the part I didn't talk about, but, but if you're doing what you should do, the Holy Spirit gets you excited because you start seeing the blessing on the lives of people around you just by doing what you need to do. It's true. It's true. No need to ask God. Go over there crying like a baby. Lord, help my son. Help my daughter. Lord, save my husband. Lord, do this, do that. No, 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 no. Just do the right thing, and you're going to release blessing. Hey, whoo. Just do the right thing and you're going to release blessing. You don't have to pray about it. You don't have to fast for seven days. You Come on, come on. Lord Jesus. Woo. Okay now, okay, okay. Uh, uh, do we have the proclamation by any chance? I know I, I'm, uh, you guys are magicians up there. Grant, thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you do with your team. We got a whole team up there. My gosh, you, you have developed an immaculate team on our media side, and they're growing and maturing. And man, thank you, Father. Thank you, guys. And new team members are coming. They're in the pipeline. Woo! Okay. I said that in 2022, 2022 is the year of release and recovery. That's what I said. It's the year of release and recovery. I said, how do you know that that proclamation is for you? Why? Because in, in the first, second, going into the third quarter of this year, you have been asking three questions. It has been pounding in your spirit. You've been crying about it. You've been, uh, you've been talking to God about it. Not so much murmuring, but you've been arguing with God. And here they are. You've been saying, uh, 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 why me? Right? 
It's one of the things. Why me? Why, why I got to go through all this? How long do I need to go through this? And number three, where does this fit into your plan for me? This stuff is so messy and messed up. These things are happening at such, such random, destructive patterns that, that I don't understand. Why me? How, how long I got to deal with this? And how, tell me, God, you got to tell me, how does this mess fit into your purpose for me in the next season? I said to you, if you have been asking specifically those three questions, or, or two of three, or even one of the three, then the prophetic proclamation of release and recovery is for you. Got your first set of markers. Twenty twenty two is the year you step into a sustained level of elevated faith. Twenty twenty two is the year you step into a sustained level of elevated faith. Sustained and elevated. Yet your faith level goes up and stays up. That your faith level goes up a notch and stays up. There's nothing worse, whether it's in a relationship or whether it's in a friendship or whether it's in a work relationship, to be in, in any kind of relationship with anyone that is going like this. Solomon called them a broken tooth in the back of your mouth. That the minute you put pressure on them, pain is inflicted. No one wants to be connected to someone who as soon as pressure comes, pain comes out of them into your life rather than soothing balm. And so we said, 2022 is not just the year of release and recovery, but it's the year when your, 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 your sustained level of elevated faith is ignited in you. But these things are not going to just happen because of the three questions and because of the proclamation. There has to be a commitment. Oh my gosh. Just hold on to John 5. Just hold on to it. I don't even know why God is, is pressing me to put this out there again. But I'm going to press it until he says okay. So the Holy Spirit gave me not just the proclamation, not just the, 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 the situation that many of you are in and the questions that you're asking, but he said, I need you to instruct my people to make this proclamation to themselves all of the year from the very beginning of 2022 as you go in to the year. These things need to be put down on a piece of three by five card. You need to laminate it. And I'm challenging you that if you speak it to yourself, and I'm not saying this is logos. 
I am saying this is a proclaimed, a proclaimed uh, impartation, a proclaimed impartation of rhema word to everyone that gets it. So we said, this is what we're going to say about release and recovery. As I consecrate myself in worship, as I consecrate myself in worship, where did that come from? It came from David going back in the 1 Samuel chapter uh, 30, David going back to, uh, what's the name of the place? Somebody's been listening to me. Going back after he was sent back. Ah, uh, no. Ziglag. Yes, he's Ziglag. He's going back to Ziglag, and when he gets there, the place is burnt to a crisp. He lost his family, his kids, his men lose their families, and everything that they own. And I said that you know, you know that the proclamation is for you when you have been feeling, enjoying a certain level of success and, and almost help during the year, and suddenly you realize that as you have been enjoying God's blessing over here, it seems like you turn around and you're facing zigzag in your life. If you're that person, I'm speaking to you about release and recovery. That, 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 that you thought things were, well, you know, they, they're not too bad. I'm managing, I'm doing good. Yep, yep, yep. It feels like I'm under God's cover and protection. And all of a sudden, third and fourth quarter, about two, three, four things just pop off. And you're like, what? What happened? Your zigzag got burned down. You've lost and didn't realize you were sustaining this much damage. David was in that thing. And when he came back to Ziglag and everyone was gone, his men wanted to kill him because they lost all their family and all their belongings. He did two things that if you commit yourself to doing in 2022, you will enjoy release and recovery. The first thing he did was he went into God, standing in the position of, of not just king, which he was already anointed, but now as priest, high priest. And he put on the ephod. The ephod is on the outside. The Bible doesn't tell us about all the other things he put on, but what we do know is that he couldn't put on the ephod without putting on the inner garment. Anyone that hasn't thought about that, now you're thinking about it. That there was, there was the ephod was, was part of the end. That's what everyone saw, all the ornate things that God said. This is how you make it. This is how it is supposed to be worn. And he put the ephod on. And what we, the question is, what did putting that on represent? The ephod represented a position of sacrifice before God that you could not as high priest, go into the Holy of Holies, present sacrifice to God without having the proper dress on. How does that translate for you and I today? 
that he fought today represents a place of consecrated worship. Consecrated worship. That you get yourself right before you go in and try to present your worship. That there's no release or recovery coming if you've had a pattern in your life of always trying to, to serve steak on a garbage can. It doesn't matter how many times you raise your hands and, and jump up and scream and say, I love you, God. If your life is not a life of daily consecration in worship, then what you're trying to do is present yourself. As beautiful steak before God for his use, on a garbage can of unconsecrated worship. That even if you, you, you are giving yourself completely to him, the presentation is so atrocious that he can't even look. And so we said that what we will proclaim into the atmosphere you're going to put it on your three-by-five card and laminate it. Is in 2022, when I go before God in the morning, in the midday, I've got an app that I downloaded on my phone that reminds me three times a day that if I'm doing something and I, I, I'm, I'm sidetracked and I forget that 12 is my break for prayer, it starts to play. And whatever I'm doing, I will check. I'll get off the phone. I whatever, and I'll say, give me five minutes. I'll call you back. Give me 10 minutes. And I stop, and now I'm impressing. As I consecrate myself in worship, I receive my release. As I consecrate myself in worship, I receive my release from I receive my release from satanic contracts and personal imprisonment do you all understand that there are things that are attacking your life that had nothing to do with you that there are spirits that have been attacking your your relationships your money, your family, the emotional well-being of your relationships, your communication that has nothing to do with how bad you've been or how good you've been, that these are spiritual attacks that, that, have, that have found their ancestral connection, their start five, six, ten generations before you got here. And because no one has taken the time to break the curse and receive their release in these areas in the family before you, that now you are experiencing 
Stuff that should have been put under the blood and annihilated a long time ago. But in this season that we're coming into, hallelujah, glory, when everyone else is celebrating Christmas and New Year, you're going to be worshiping God and receiving release from satanic contracts. I'm putting it in legal terms because you got to understand there have been legal contracts in the spirit that have been drawn up in many of our families before we got here. And you have got to apply the blood of Jesus. Some of us, when I mention that, now you're going to start figuring it out. I've spoken with people who don't understand why incest keeps popping up in their family. That I don't know why there's so much jail time in my family. That I don't understand why the divorce rate in my family. Is that, I mean, I was considering someone that, that in a family with over 10 siblings. Just one person, just one person has managed to stay undivorced for over 10 years. Everybody else got a curse on marriages in the family. And you've never taken it seriously. You've always blamed the other person. Yeah, because she don't know how to talk to me. And he don't know how to show me love and blah, 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 blah. And you have completely, oh, I mean completely not seen the fact that divorce runs through your family like white on rice. That's not random. That's a, that's a spiritual contract that was written that needs to be broken. So in this season, I'm, as I consecrate myself in worship, I get myself ready to present myself as a living sacrifice before God. I can then step in to the game and, command, and say, in the name of Jesus, as I consecrate myself in worship, I receive my release from satanic contracts and personal imprisonments. Somebody out there that, that, that is wondering, why, 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 why have I not been able to succeed in this area that I know I have ability in? Does anybody have that? You know you've got exceptional ability in this area. When you, whenever you sing, the glory of God comes down. You write poetry. Whatever it is, you encourage people. And when you do it, things happen. And yet, it has always been quenched. You get to a certain point every, every year it happens. You get to a certain point and it feels like 
it just cuts off. Personal imprisonment. It's got to be broken. I receive my release from personal imprisonment and satanic contracts. And then I receive my release into, then I receive my release into Holy Spirit breakthroughs of supernatural fruitfulness. Shout out back. Not only am, are we coming against and breaking away, being released. What is the release coming on? It is coming on the ladder of what? Consecrated worship. He's releasing you from and uh, he's releasing you into. How many of us could do with some release into supernatural fruitfulness this morning? You're looking, you're watching me online. God says to tell you that you're going into a season that if you get yourself right and ready, if you get yourself right and ready, this is the period we're checking ourselves and not preaching evangelically so much and not getting all hyped up so much. I'm teaching so much now because, because God has instructed me to keep pressing it onto the mind. Onto the mind. It needs to be impressed and pressed in on the mind so that it can get into the spirit. We're checking out the emotion side. We're checking out the emotion side. We're not going to run on emotion right now. Be in class, when you're in school and you're paying for an education, you don't just sit in the back of the seat all giggling and laughing and excited and shifting. No, 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 no. At some point, you know this is serious business because I got to pay a loan back. I spoke to a friend of mine recently that, that, that said, my, 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 my child doesn't understand that not everybody gets a $50,000 a year scholarship. He don't understand how much work it means, it takes to make $50,000. And here it is, he's got a $50,000 scholarship to go to school and he can't get up for class. He's got a $50,000 scholarship and he can't stop hanging with all his buddies late at night. He's got a $50,000 scholarship and, and he doesn't quite understand that somebody is paying that money. It may not be you, but somebody is paying for it. So God is releasing me from satanic contracts and personal imprisonments, and he's releasing me into Hashan Thank you, Jesus. He's releasing me into Super, uh, 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 Holy Spirit breakthroughs, Holy Spirit breakthroughs of supernatural fruitfulness. As God has started putting this stuff on me, I could feel, literally feel myself getting younger. I'm not asking you to comment on it. Don't say nothing. I know I'm getting younger. 
And I don't want to hear yea or nay. I, I know, I know I'm going back to, I'm 30 right now. I, I, I feel 30. Thank you, Jesus. Just say amen. I don't want you commenting on it. That's what I believe. And I believe this is happening because I've just, just made a decision. That I am going to, I am walking in to the new year with God's promise because I'm going to stay a worshiper. I'm going to be a worshiper and I'm not moving from worship. I'm going to wash myself. If, it, if I need to do it 25 times a day, I'm washing myself in the Holy Spirit. Little Holy Spirit, cleanse me. Purify me from unrighteousness. Why? Because I want to become a better hearer. I want God to just, he should come by me at some point when I'm doing something. Just And whatever I'm doing, I need to be able to say, I heard you, God. What would you say? What would you say? Go ahead. I'm listening. So, here we go. I receive my release from and my release into. That's for release. I'm released from and into. On the recovery side, on the recovery side, and there it is. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If, take your cameras, your phones, take a picture of it, whatever you need to do, get it, and laminate it, please. If you do this, and you are consecrating yourself. You are consecrating yourself in worship. If you are consecrating yourself in worship, consecration takes repentance. It's not the worship that's consecrating you. It's the repentance that's consecrating you. It's you going to God and saying, Lord, whatever is on me like a blight, whatever is attached to me like a sucking leech, Take it off. I apply the blood to it today. I'm applying the blood to it this morning. I'm applying the blood to it tonight. God, take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Because I want to be a pure worshiper. Number two, on the release. God is bringing you into release and recovery. So I say on the release, these are the proclamations that we will keep and keep pounding on it until you can testify about what God is doing. There, I mean, they are literally, probably right off the bat, I could think of maybe five persons in our church right now, right now, right now, that God, after years and years and years of fighting and doom, blah, 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 all of a sudden, bam, God said, this is the time you got your new home. At least two people. God just said, this is the time, this is your time. And one of them, at least, uh, for specifically, I have literally just, just keep standing, keep standing. Don't, don't you run. Don't, don't you leave the pain. Embrace the pain. Embrace the pain. Do like Paul. Paul said, but, oh, I said it this morning to, to my, my brother. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Whew. Paul, Paul the apostle says, I know I'm deviating, but these things come and I got to release them to you. He said, three times I spoke to God about this stuff, right? Something that was a thorn in his flesh. 
And uh, I just see him going to God the first time. And, and when he says what's going on and he cries and snovels and everything, God doesn't say anything. He walks away and no, he ain't heard nothing. I could just see that happening because it's happened to me. Then he goes a second time. And this time God says, just, just wait, wait. And he's probably thinking, I'm going to wait until next week. And for sure, God's going to answer me, Ma. For sure, by next week, I'm going to wait, right? And then he waits for, for a week, and he waits for two weeks, and he waits for a month, he waits for six months, and still nothing. Hey, no, hold, hold a second. No, 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 no. This right here is too painful. I can't wait no more. Then he goes to God a third time, and he says, I've been, I talked to you three times about this stuff. I cried and, and begged you. Take it away three different times. And this time, as if all of that messes and changes God's mind or does anything to God, God just, I could see God just kind of pass by and look to them and said, hey, son, my grace is sufficient. Keeps walking, comes back from his stroll, pass by. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. My strength is made perfect when you're weak. That's why, that's, that's why you got to go through this because, because I, get, I get to show out when you're weak. That, that's why you got to go through this because I get to show out when you're weak. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep, yep, I know it's painful, but that's why you, you love me, right? You love me? Yep, yeah, I do, Lord, I do. Lord, I do, I love you. Yeah, you, 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 you want to be more like me, right? Yeah, yeah Lord, I'm, you're my child, right? Yeah, I'm your child. Well, then you got to go through this. Because, because I, I, I get to show out when you were at your weakest point. But I said to my brother, myself and Alfred were talking, I said, that's just one part of it. And even if I don't get to end the message, uh, you, you need to get these things as I'm sharing them. It's as if when God answers him that way, he steps back and he says in today's vernacular, Oh, okay, 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 Lord, okay, okay. So that's how it is. That, that's, how, that's how it is. Huh? That's how it is. In my, so you, you got to show out when I'm at my weakest. That, that's how it's going to be. You, you, you got to be God, God, when I'm completely messed up, right? Oh, oh that's how it's going to be. Okay, okay, okay. Let me see. I'm think about that. I'm going to think about this for a moment. Yep, yep, yep. I see, I see how this is going. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, I got to go through this. There's no way around it because you got to be glorified. Okay, 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 okay. And once he gets to that point, then he makes his proclamation, Ma. He said, therefore, I, 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 I'm deciding from this point, I'm going to be joyful in my infirmity. I'm going to find the fun in the frying pan. I'm going to find the victory in the volcano. I, I, get, I get what you're saying, Lord. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's not about me. It's, it's about you. Okay, okay. I get what you're saying. I get it. I get it. And if I'm going to take the strength, if I'm going to take the strength out of defeat, 
How many of us want to take the strength of your defeating situation? If you're going to take the strength out of defeat, then, then you've got to get there. You've got, we've got to get there. We've got to get to, to the place where we, oh, that's how you do it, God. That, oh, oh, that's how you work. Okay, okay, okay. I see how you do it. I see. And you bring yourself into alignment and agreement with how he perfects things. And when that happens, whoo, folk look at you and they want to know, well, you, I know what you're going through, girl. I know what you're dealing with on your job, brother. Why, why are you looking so relaxed? Why, why are you looking like, like you, got, you, you won the lottery? Why are you looking so refreshed? Because I got it. Because I got it. Would you look at somebody and tell them, I got it. I got it. It hasn't been easy, but I got it. I got it. I got it. Yep. I got it. I got it. It hasn't been all, all peach and, and, and pie, but I got it. I got it. And because I got it, I am, I am destined to step into release and recovery. Because I got it, I'm destined to step into release and recovery. Because I got it, I'm destined to step into release and recovery. Because I got it, I'm destined to step into release and recovery. Because I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. My pain is just not pain. My pain is just not pain. My pain is just, it might be just pain for you, but it is not just pain for me. In my weakness. Oh my God, if you can find that joy, some, uh, or, or uh, Grant, somebody find it, where, where he makes this, the proclamation after, after uh, God tells him that, that, that grace is sufficient. Uh, I, I want to get that text and just re- let us re- see how he says it. You, you, it uh, yes, it's 2 Corinthians? Yeah, 12, 9, bring it up and, and look at that. As you are preparing yourself for the for the 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 recovery proclamation for the recovery proclamation hallelujah glory be to god and i'm just going to give those two and i'm done i'm done this is an ongoing series and he said to me my grace is sufficient for you in my strength or no for you for for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And right there, you see that you see you see that that full stop? You see that see that parenthesis? You see that they are what you call that? The, the double commas. The quotation marks. Stop. Stop right there. I get it. He gets it. And he said, oh, 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 oh that oh that's what oh okay. Therefore, then, most gladly will I rather boast in my infirmity. (laughs) Hello now, I got it. Oh, I just, it just hit me how God's playing this game. I will be most, I will most gladly 
rather boast. I'm not going to just accept my infirmity. I'm not going just, to just, just say, okay, Lord, I know I got to go through this. No, 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 no. You're losing the attitude behind the thing. I'm going to walk around like I just got a million dollars when I'm under the, the gun. I'm going to proclaim and worship my God when I am at my worst. Because I understand, okay, I, I, know, I know the game you run in, God. And, and this is just so that many that are maybe listening that are not quite saved could understand. Because God don't run no games. Right? But you say, I, I get what you're saying now, God. I'm not going to just accept it. I'm going to gladly, I'm going to with joy embrace it. And I'm going to boast about how I made it over. I'm going to boast about how I made it over. I know I don't look like anything, but I made it over. I know I don't feel like anything, but I made it over. I know I'm not, I'm not acting quite like I, I'm anything, but I'm telling you, there is victory that has happened in my spirit, and I will not allow myself to beat myself up. Uh-uh. I'm boasting, I'm boasting, I'm boasting, I'm boasting, I'm boasting in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That's where you're trying to get to today. That's where we're trying to get to. That the power of Christ may rest upon you. I don't know about you, but I, I, the reason I'm pressing in to sustained level of elevated faith is because I need the power of Christ to rest upon me. I need the power of Christ to rest upon me. I need the power of Christ to rest upon me. I'm taking one more minute, two minutes, sorry. Two minutes. If you can write this down, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command, I command, I'm not demanding, I'm commanding. Why, I command, I command, in the name of Jesus, I command recovery from you, Satan. In the name of Jesus, this is about the recovery uh, side. We did with the release. Now I'm giving you the recovery proclamation. In the name of Jesus, I command you, I command recovery from you, Satan. In the name of Jesus, I, re I command recovery from you. Why are you commanding recovery from the adversary and not demanding recovery from the adversary? You command you are able to command under the authority of someone else. When you command, when the police officer commands you to produce your driver's license registration, he is commanding you under the auspices of the state of South Carolina. When he, when he speaks, South Carolina is speaking. So when you commanded the adversary, you are commanding him not in your voice, 
but in, your, in God's authority. When you demand, a demand, a demand, a demand, a demand is a firm personal request. A demand is a firm. It may sound tough. It may be uh, filled with anger. But it's personal. It's just coming from you. A demand is a firm personal request. And it usually involves a struggle. So because you're in a struggle and you want the person to stop, you demand with a firm voice. You better stop. Well, you don't have nobody behind you. You do not want to get into a demanding position with the adversary. You want to stay in a commanding position. And you want to declare it that way. So in the name of Jesus, I command recovery from you, Satan. Of everything you know you stole from me. In the name of Jesus, I command recovery from you, Satan. Of everything you stole from me. You don't need to remember what the devil stole from you. Because you can't remember it anyway. There are things that the adversary has stolen from you, but even more importantly, has stolen from your family before you. So there's no way you could remember it because you weren't there. But he still stole it, did he not? He's still a thief. It just so happened that you have come into supreme knowledge that you could now reclaim stuff that was stolen 10 generations ago. I command you in the name of Jesus, Satan, I command you. I command it. I command recovery from you, Satan, of everything you know you stole from me. How many of you know that the thief always know what they, th- what they st- stole? No thief ever forgot what they steal from people. Of everything you stole from me in the currency of my present needs and desire. You're going to pay me back, but you're going to pay me back in the currency of my present needs and desires. Write down Philippians 4.19. And my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. According to his riches and glory. It's not a carte blanche. You don't just get, he's going to supply your needs according to his riches and glory. If you want to know, there's, re, there's reason for him supplying. God, Paul didn't just say that to them. I'm going to give you, this is homework. This is homework. If you can, read Philippians 4, verses 4 through 6. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 6. It tells you 
about the attitude that you have to have that allows you to declare, my God shall supply all of my need. And then just like a poem, you don't just get to say, hey, and my God shall supply all of my need when your attitude is, is stinking. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 6 tells you Paul is relating the kind of attitude that allowed him to say that. Second, Philippians 4, the same chapter, verses 14 through 16, tells you about the actions in your life that are connected to being able to declare, my God shall supply all my needs. This isn't just a blank slate. You just get to write a check. My God shall supply all of my needs. We're getting taught today. The reason you're going to see release and recovery in 2022 is because you have now been able to analyze what God will answer and what God cannot answer. He's going to supply all of your needs based on a particular kind of attitude and based on a particular movement of action. And it is laid out right there in Paul's final letter to the Philippians. Thank you, Father. There's more word, but not enough time. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, mm, 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 mm. thank you, Lord. We come to you today understanding the, the spiritual analytics behind all of this. We're not just going to be caught up anymore. No, 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 no. We're not going into 2022 filled with all this emotion and just jumping around and be, no, 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 Lord. No, 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 no. We, we, we're going to do business. We, we're going to do real, real serious spiritual business. <laughs> Hallelujah. We, we're doing spiritual business. And we're going to plan, we are planning right now for your release and recovery into our lives. Father, I thank you for allowing me these moments to impart into the lives of your people. That we did not even get into to, to John 5. But you know exactly what you needed me to say, and I've said it, and we will pick that up in the next service. Thank you, God, for setting us up for success. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Would you stand with me? Would you stand with me? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you take this just a few seconds and just tell God, thank you for setting me up for success. Thank you for setting me up for breakthrough. Thank you for setting me up for, for, for supernatural fruitfulness. You're setting me up for supernatural fruitfulness. Thank you, Lord. 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 Shout out. Oh. Thank you, Lord. I feel understanding coming. I, I feel it coming. Somebody, does somebody feel understanding coming? You feel understanding come. You know you can pass the test now because you, you done figure it out. <laughs> you, you figured it out. You, just, you begin to figure it out. That this is not just, a, God isn't just throwing stuff around. 
He, he's given you a template. He's given us a, a template. If we do this, release and recovery is guaranteed. Father, in the name of Jesus, even as we have prolonged our service a little, I thank you for the impartation and the revelation that you have released on your people this morning. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you thanks for your great, great love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're online with us this morning and God has spoken to you, please get on the info section. Give us a name, email, phone number, something that allows us to contact you because we want to be an encouragement to your life. We want to connect with you. If you're here this morning and you need, you're looking for a family to connect with, you're looking for a church family to become a part, you're looking to be part of our tribe, the Assembly Tribe, we invite you to do that. Uh, Ms. Angela is our intake coordinator. She's gonna just get your name. She's gonna get a contact connection for you because we've got our intake class coming up, our starting point class, and we want you to be a part of that class. Get a name, get the schedule from her, and we can move from there, get you all connected to the tribe that is the assembly, in Jesus' name. She's right here, she's gonna be in the front, just walk up and just talk to her for a second before you go. Thank you, Jesus. Hold the hand of someone next to you. Glory be to God, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hold the hand of someone next to you. Hold the hand of someone next to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the instruction that you gave us. Not everyone that hears is going to do, but we are committing to doing so that we can walk in our personal and family release and recovery. We will take nothing less. Thank you for this time of fellowship. Thank you for this time of fellowship. In Jesus' name, cover your people, bring us back together on Monday morning, power up. We give you glory and honor and praise. Amen and amen. God bless you. I want you guys right here Right here behind us, we have uh, this awesome family that has been part of us for several weeks now. But we've got Mama here with us. Don't leave, Assembly, don't leave without passing by and greeting Mom. She's here visiting, and we love the fact that she's here. We love you, Mom. God bless you. <laughs>